0: Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by my favorite college in America, Hillsdale College, which proudly refuses every penny of government funding to remain independent. Thank you for listening, and my sincere appreciation to Hillsdale for their sponsorship. It's all quiet in the underground
1: bunker. Doors closed. Locks bolted. But the great one isn't just resting on his laurels. He's making sure your weekend is even
0: better by giving you his best. This is the best of Mark Levin. I'm going to circle back to this, but just to make an opening comment on it. So a federal judge, and i really a federal judge, but nonetheless, a judge rules that President Trump cannot discuss or post on social media uh, the substance of these classified documents. Sounds pretty sensible, right? Let me ask you a question. Should this matter go to court? Who brought up classified documents, Mr. Producer? The government, right? In fact, they took pictures of classified documents, at least the covers, boxes, made allegations that he'd endangered the United States. Their patsy, Bill Barr, has been all over TV making the same allegations. Well, in this country, you actually get to defend yourself, and you get to defend yourself in open court. We don't have secret trials in this country. Framers were very, very <coughs> excuse me, smart people. You know, if I'm Donald Trump's lawyer and a lawyer for anybody in this position, I'd go document by document to make a determination, number one, if it is in fact a classified document, what's in the document, and how, if he did, the former president declassified the document. Now some might say the issue of declassification really doesn't matter at this point because we're dealing with an obstruction case. Excuse me. It's all over the 49 pages. Why would you include photographs of the sort that the prosecution did and then all of a sudden say we're not discussing this? So first and foremost... That courtroom, that courthouse, is going to have to figure out how they're going to deal with this. And the government put the judge in this position. But you have a right to go through every damn document. Even to question its its classification. Things are overclassified. Things that shouldn't be classified. And The other thing that's interesting to me is, has there been a leak investigation taking place here by the Department of Justice and the FBI? Because there's only one party leaking, and that is the special counsel's office. They're the ones leaking. The leaking about the grand jury for months. The other leaking taking place. Is anybody going to chase any of those felonies or not? These are rhetorical questions, of course. And then ask yourself, we're going to have a great lawyer on this program. I read his piece that was in The Federalist last week, William Scharf. And he really is a former federal prosecutor, the top order. Uh, And he's running for Attorney General of Missouri, as it turns out. And I'm going to have him on this program. We're going to go through some of these points. But one of, I think, the important points he raises, something I'd been thinking about myself, was why didn't they wait till after the election to bring the charges? Why not? There's no statute of limitations that would have been violated. There's no statute of limitations that would have been violated. Ladies and gentlemen, you'll notice Bill Barr is all over television now. His attacks on Trump are getting increasingly emotional, increasingly unhinged and irrational. Nothing's changed. I don't really watch the guy. i got other things to do. We do have some of the clips. But whenever you bring up a substantive point, apparently, he just blows it off, which means he doesn't know how to answer it. And it's sad. He goes on these shows with these softball interviews. And the questioner doesn't know enough about the law or practices involving these laws to challenge him. Because they don't want to challenge him. You've got him on TV. You've got John Bolton on TV. And interestingly enough, uh, he was challenging John Bolton's revelation of classified information, or at least allegations of classified information in his book, and Judge Royce Lamberth admonished John Bolton. They didn't bring any criminal charges against John Bolton. Then you have his former chief of staff, General Kelly. He's out there, too, doing his thing. So all the long knives are out. This is the ruling class. Bill Barr, John Bolton, General Kelly, they've all been in and around Washington, D.C. for decades. And they're trying to strike back, and there'll be more. But in the end, they don't matter. How many of you care what Bill Barr has to say? How many of you care what John Bolton has to say? How many of you care what General Kelly has to say? And I would also say this to Mike Pence. You read the prosecution's document. You know nothing else. You're probably being advised by your aide, Mark Short, to try to somehow distinguish yourself from the crowd (coughs) by trashing Trump. You're not distinguishing yourself from the crowd. You're making it more and more obvious that maybe you should have been charged under the Espionage Act. In other words, you don't have clean hands. The issue isn't whether you have really, really dirty hands versus just dirty hands. Apparently, you did something that most vice presidents don't do, Mike, and that is you had one or two or more documents at your home that were classified. So that means that you violated, according to Bill Barr, according to Jack the Ripper Smith, according to Merrick Garland, you violated the Espionage Act. You committed a felony. So keep that in mind. And Bill Barr has not been asked on a single one of these programs about his handling of classified information. I'll continue to ask. I did on my show last night. Bill, did you ever read information while you were being ushered from home to work or work to home? Did you or not? It's a very simple question you said you didn't, I'd like to know the name of your FBI escort and your driver. Because this is how it works, you see. This is how it works. Donald Trump was not a threat to anybody. He didn't threaten anybody. The classified information, such as it was, was perfectly protected. When you mention Lyndon Johnson or Hillary Clinton, oh, oh, what about is it? No, it's not what about is it? It's about equal application to law. Let me ask you this question, ladies and gentlemen. I think Alan Dershowitz raises it, and he does so very well, as he does so many things. Do you think the nation's better off for Trump having been indicted than if he hadn't been? Do you think the nation's better off... I don't care about Bill Barr's personal animus and peculiarities. I don't care about John Bolton's personal animus and peculiarities and all the rest of them. All trying to get even. I understand they've been humiliated, that they're embarrassed. I got it. But it seems to me if they really cared about the country, they wouldn't be doing what they're doing. But they are. Bill Barr went on CBS, he's been on Fox repeatedly. Bill Barr's been on Meet the Press. Bill Barr wrote a Pete in the Wall piece. What was it, in the Wall Street Journal, Mr. Producer? He's having a grand old time. He can't get over this. He can't get over the fact that he was fired. Because he's never been fired, I suppose. I don't know. Mark
1: Levin.
0: Making your weekend even
1: better. This is the best of Mark Levin.
0: I think if there was any way to avoid a World War Three, there's not now. Because it's clear that Blinken was groveling to G. At the direction of, of Biden. Anyway, Fennerman was in Pennsylvania obviously represents Fetterman was in Pennsylvania and Joe Biden was there and some genius put them both on the same stage Mr. Producer now maybe they can understand each other but the rest of us can't understand either of them quite frankly anyway but Fetterman had a few important words I thought for Joe Biden as he was praising go ahead Mr. Producer
2: A little over a year ago, a little over a year ago, the President and I were standing right next to each other at a collapsed bridge in western Pennsylvania. A bridge that I drove over just the night before with my young son. And he showed up with just hours, hours after that that bridge collapsed there. And he promised to make sure that any resources that they needed And any help and support, and guess what? And guess what? That 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 bridge was rebuilt less than a year. Well, well, in front of time. And again, and now I'm standing next to the president again, next to a a collapsed bridge here. And he is here to commit to work with the the governor and the, the the delegation to make sure that we get this fixed quick. As well, too. This is a president that is committed to infrastructure. Yeah. And then on top of that, uh, the the jewel uh, uh, kind of a uh, l- uh, law of the infrastructure infre- infrastructure infre- yeah, uh, bill that is going to make sure that there's going to be bridges all across like this all across the America getting rebuilt. It's a pleasure to be here and to introduce my my friend, Congressman Boyle Boyle. <coughs>
0: Is that really the guy's name, Boyle Bile? Brendan Boyle? he called him Boyle Bile? Could have been worse, I suppose. And by the way, you couldn't see it, but Joe Biden was actually cringing the whole time. Even he was like, oh my God. And I blame his wife for this. That is Fetterman's wife. She knew he was ill. She knew he wasn't up to the job. She knew all, all about it. It's, it's like Jill Biden. She doesn't want to give up the White House. And so I, I blame this on birthing people, in the case of Jill, formerly birthing person. May I say that, Mr. Producer? To be respectful. All right, circle back. Anthony Blinken, further at this news conference in Beijing today. Cadet, go.
1: The economic relationship with China is vitally important. And also, when it's fair, um, a very positive thing for countries around the world. And at a time when countries are trying to rebound from from COVID, something the United States has done very successfully, uh, we want to see growth, we want to see success in every part of the world, uh, including, of course, in the major economies like China. It's in our interest.
0: But at the same time, as I said. Okay, okay. No, it's not in our interest for China's economy to be strong. Would Ronald Reagan have said that about the Soviet Union? And China's a bigger threat to us today than even the Soviet Union was. Ronald Reagan tried to destroy the the, uh, Soviet economy, and he succeeded. I don't think he'd be saying it's in our interest for the Soviet economy to be strong. And so here you're seeing appeasement all over the place. No, we don't want to support Taiwan independence. Okay, just shut your mouth. Uh, We want to see China's economy to be strong. It's in our interest. No, it's not. Folks, they steal all our stuff. They're building a military to go to war with us, starting with our allies. They send a spy balloon across the continental United States. Now we're supposed to believe it was an accident. They just happen to go over our nuclear sites. I mean, so the communist Chinese take all this in. They see Blinken for what he is. A coward, a nerd, a buffoon. Sure, we'll go along with the game. We got no problem with that. That's what they're saying. That's what they're thinking to themselves. There's simply, we better get rid of these people as fast as we can, which is why I get so disgusted with the Bill Bars and the Chris Christie's of the world. And that's okay, as long as we don't elect Trump. Well, Trump's leading. So let me put it to you this way. If we lose this election, I put it at the feet of these Republicans, Mitch McConnell, Bill Barr, Chris Christie, John Bolton, Asa Hutchinson. I don't mind a good fight in a primary, but that's not what these guys are doing. These guys are trying to destroy the leading Republican. And maybe he won't be the leading Republican forever. What do I know? But the point is, he is now. And so it's hard enough to take on the corrupt Democrat Party, the corrupt media, corrupt academia. It's hard enough to defeat that. But to have these constant stilettos stabbing the back of your head, your neck, your back. Makes it that much harder to go on TV and give the enemies of this country who are literally trying to turn you into some kind of Marxist regime with wide open borders, with fentanyl coming into this country, killing 100,000 people at a time. who are attacking our Bill of Rights. They get on TV in a sanctimonious, self-aggrandizing way, because you're trying to cripple the guy who has over 50 percent right now in the Republicans among the Republicans is sickening to me. Like I said, it's one thing for a candidate to duke it out with another. That's not why Chris Christie's there. Nobody cares about Chris Christie, not even Mrs. Christie. In fact, when that all-you-can-eat smorgasbord play, what's it called? Corral? Something or other? Golden Corral. When they see Christie coming, they shut those doors and bolt them up as fast as they can, Mr. Producer. They don't want to lose money that week. Oh, my God. And when they see Christie and Bill Barr coming, it's like, oh, my Lord. It's like a hurricane. And when those two are done eating, trust me, it is like a hurricane. What would you say about a delegate from the Virgin Islands who says President Trump needs to be shot? Is this getting much attention today other than on talk radio? I don't even know. No, it's getting no attention today, Mr. Producer tells me. None. It's exactly what I mean. Somebody said that about a Democrat? You know, their hair would be on fire, and you wouldn't blame them. But when it's said about Trump, okay, who cares? This Stacey Plaskett is among the worst of the worst. She went after the two independent journalists. Remember that time they were testifying? Talibi and Schellenberger Burger? Hamburger, whatever. She wanted to throw Talibi in prison, as I recall. The Virgin Island, Mr. Producer, the Virgin Island's nice. I've never been there. Have you ever been there? I hear nice things about them. But should we just cut them loose and say, you're not a territory anymore, take care of yourself? I'm starting to wonder. When you send a jackass like Stacy Plaskett to Congress, that's a problem. At least she doesn't get the vote. She's a delegate. Oh, why shouldn't she Virgin Islands is not a state. Ooh. Why let that get in the way? Well, here she is on MSNBC yesterday. I want you to think about this. Cut five, go.
3: Having Trump not only have had the codes, but now having the classified information for Americans and being able to put that out and share it in his resort with anyone. He didn't every- do
0: any of that, you thug. You thug. He didn't do any of that. I'm sure you were very concerned about Hillary Clinton, weren't you, you jerk? Go ahead. Comes through, should be terrifying to all Americans, Mm -hmm. and he needs to be shot stopped. He needs to be shot stopped. Now she's saying she accidentally misspoke, Mr. Producer. Did she apologize to the former president? No. He needs to be shot. Stop. Stop. I meant stop. 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 Of course. And how would you stop him? Hmm. That's a tough one.
1: Mark Levin. You're listening to the best of Mark Levin. I
0: don't know, America. You've got a guy here who bought a gun illegally, filled out the form illegally, committed perjury because he was a drug addict. He's mishandled the gun, threw it away to try and conceal it. Then he had somebody go get it. He's on videotape waving it around. Is an individual over a two-year period made one and a half million dollars. And during that two-year period, didn't pay his federal income taxes, Mr. Producer. And then he catches up and pays them late because, well, they're on to him. And um, now they're going to hit him with uh, misdemeanors. It's going to get pre-trial detention agreement on the gun, the possession of a gun as a drug user. Which simply means he's going to get off scot-free. He'll, he'll, he'll never do a minute of time in prison. They'll give him parole when they're done. Two misdemeanors on taxes. I, I can't imagine anybody out there earning that kind of money, not paying their taxes. And being treated this way. And all this had to be signed off by the Department of Justice. This U.S. attorney. Who was serving as special counsel for these purposes. From Wilmington, Delaware. He couldn't do this on his own. Remember special counsel reports to the Attorney General. The Attorney General recuses the Deputy Attorney General. So I want you to keep this in the forefront of your mind. At the very time that Merrick Garland and his deputy attorney general and all the rest of them over in that crap house were preparing to sign off on Donald Trump's indictments, throwing the book at him, even creating a book to throw at him. At the same time, they were trying to figure out how to go soft on Hunter Biden, and even more. They never stepped outside to look at the connections to the father. Apparently, they never even looked at the laptop. They never looked at anything, Mr. Bidus. Now, you and I as honest Americans, taxpaying Americans, hardworking Americans who believe in this country, It's getting harder and harder, isn't it? This is the latest example. But it's been going on a while now. If you've been awake, and we are, and watching the last five, six, seven, eight years, even before that, but especially now. And it's going to continue. The war against... Our justice system, the war against our immigration system, the war against people based on their race, the war on our economic system, the war on property rights. Who's responsible for this? Well, many people are, but I took a look at this, ladies and gentlemen, and there's one thread that connects it all, the Democrat Party. Whether you go back to slavery, whether you go back to the Civil War, you go back to, what is it, segregation, you go back to the Klan, you go back to lynching. You go back to efforts even in the past century. Eugenics. Segregation. Jim Crow. And then they flip to Marxism. CRT. The Democrat Party is central to all of it. Because the Democrat Party is the most dangerous and disastrous political entity in America. It's got power. It's got size. It's ubiquitous throughout the culture. Television. Newspapers. In fact, the media today are circling the wagons around Hunter Biden and the Bidens. These cases aren't usually prosecuted. The Department of Justice was very harsh. Because the media today are propagandists. They think you're stupid, but you're onto them. That's why you have nothing but contempt for people like Bill Barr. Chris Christie. Me too. Some of us We're fooled by them. Never Chris Christie. But not anymore. Not again. The Democrat Party in America in many ways is like the Communist Party in China or the single party system effectively in Russia, or any other autocratic party. It wants one party rule, seeks to destroy all competition. It insists on conformity. It pushes groupism over individualism. And it's reached a point in this country where we are losing it. As I like to say, we're not looking into the abyss. We're in the abyss, trying to claw our way out. Now, last year, this time, I thought to myself, how do we deal with this? People ask me all the time, what do we do? I'm not God. I don't have this kind of power. You might recall when you look at the Bible. That almighty God was defied from time to time. Was he not, Mr. Producer? Yes. He was defied from time to time. And the people suffered. Well, I'm not God. I'm just one mortal human being. But I can fight. I can push. Together we can lead. And that's what I'm trying to do. There are mortal human beings throughout our history who've made a difference. You can make a difference. The Democrat Party hates America. There's really no debate about this. Except among them, but they're liars. They never have anything good to say about this country, ever. They've destroyed our justice system now. They've destroyed it. Every now and then we'll get a good ruling, but it's the exception, not the rule. And by good ruling, I mean just, fair, And legal. But the Democrat Party is poison. It's cancerous. Think about it this way. If the Democrat Party had its way and we didn't have a constitution, what do you think this country would look like today, Mr. Producer? It wouldn't look much different than any other horrendous totalitarian regime, would it? As the likes of Talib, Omar, Hakeem Jeffries, and others, the type that work at Mediocreite right and Media Matters, claw their way to the top of the system. And silence those are worse, who don't agree with them. That's right, I said it, because I mean it. Does it get any worse than arresting a former president of the United States? Charging him with a host of crimes? If he's convicted by a Democrat jury in a Democrat city, he will serve the rest of his life if he's sentenced? And he'll die in prison? a case brought less than 10 days ago that could have been brought after the election, even if you're going to bring a rogue case, but didn't. They didn't wait. And then whose son is treated with kid gloves like this? Sounds like Cuba. Sounds like Venezuela. Sounds like Iran. Sounds like communist China. Sounds like all these places, doesn't it? All right. Well, I think it's time, in fact... It's long past time to take off the gloves, take off the mittens, stop playing games. And to brutally and comprehensively. Confront them. That's the point of the Democrat Party hates America. That's the point of the book. To spell it out in brutal detail. Not to regurgitate everything you already know. And it's meant for people who can't decide. What's good and what's evil. Which side to be on. It's meant for people who want to spread the word of liberty. Who want to spread the word against tyranny. It's meant for people who want to know all about it. On Amazon, and in the book flap, the publisher wrote the following. In American Marxism, Mark Levin explained how Marxist ideology has invaded our society and culture. In doing so, he exposed the institutions, scholars, and activists leading the revolution. Now he picks up where he left off, to hold accountable the true malefactors, steering our country down the wrong path. They write, insightful and hard-hitting as ever, Levin proves that since its establishment, the Democrat Party has set out to rewrite history and destroy the foundation of freedom in America. More than a political party, it is the entity through which Marxism has installed its philosophy, And its new revolution. As in a Thomas Paine pamphlet or a clarion call from Paul Revere. Levin alerts his fellow Americans to the destruction this country is facing. Tries to rally them to defeat the threat in front of us. More looming than ever. He writes, every legal, legitimate and appropriate tool and method must be employed in the short and long run. To defeat the Democrat Party. The Democrat Party must be resoundingly conquered in the next election and every other election and in every way possible or it will become extremely difficult to undo the damage it is unleashing at breakneck speed. The Democrat Party Hates America needs to be a mantra that we repeat over and over and over and over again, just like Marxism, which is now being repeated thanks to you. I've never written a book like this before. And I suspect when you get your copy, you will have never read a book like this before. We're going to jump into the news again with both feet. But you can pre-order your copy right now for the first time on Amazon.com and be the first to receive the copy as soon as the book comes out. And it's timed on September 16th, excuse me, September 19th for a reason. To have as big of an impact as possible on the legal issues that are going on in this country and on the election. We can use your help. Mark
1: Lovin. great one makes your weekend even better this is the best of mark levin
0: a lot going on out there and most of it not good if you want to see really good things going on honestly look inside your own heart and soul look inside your own life and your family we will have not complete control obviously but more control If you want to be down and out, you look at the government. There is an endless effort, a relentless effort to interfere in your life, to tell you what you can and cannot do, to ban things, to compel things. We've really never, ever seen anything like this in our country. Never. And uh, when I look at Mr. Dorm, who did a hell of a job testifying today, and yet I look at the Democrats, and we'll get into this. Friend of mine said to me today, the Democrats don't want to hear what he has to say. No, of course not, because they were part of the plot to get Trump, and he exposed it, and he exposed them. Whistleblowers. The only good whistleblower is a whistleblower that can be used to get a Republican. Otherwise, their livelihoods are threatened. They're even threatened with jail when it comes to the Democrats. The Democrats, Joe Biden in particular, speaks more fondly of illegal immigrants who've just entered the country than he does of American citizens, first, second, third, fourth, fifth generation. Think about that. The Democrat Party and Biden, they are more in love with the Paris Climate Accords than they are With the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence. Why is that? I think we know why. And the list goes on. Where's the worst crime in America? In Democrat cities. Who are the worst judges in America? The Democrat judges. Who are the most partisan, worst prosecutors in America? The Democrat prosecutors. Which party is it that's massively expanding government? Spending money they don't have. Imposing impossible debt on generations yet born. I think that's the Democrat Party. And when you look at today's news, today's events that are going on, as we talked about yesterday, Hunter Biden getting a pass. Why? Democrats. Former President Trump, indictment, arrest, attempts to put him in prison, Democrats. It's unbelievable. People aren't safe in the cities because of the war on the cops, Democrats. I want to thank those of you who went over to Amazon And ordered your early copies your pre-ordered copies of the Democrat Party Hates America Since then I've gotten requests. I've kept track of this Mr. Producer about 112 free books Including from program directors who just think I I can just send out books willy-nilly first of all the books aren't available for three months secondly The publisher can't possibly meet all those demands, and certainly I can't. Uh, And uh, it's really unbelievable. But I thought it was important to do this project. And I told you yesterday, we've been getting a lot of inquiries, and I want to thank you. And I'm certainly not going to spend all day on it. But I open it up this way. The Democrat Party and authoritarianism is the first chapter. This book is not intended to be provocative. But in the Democrat Party-centric parts of our society, it undoubtedly will be. That said, it's not written for Democrat Party officials, politicians, media, sycophants, activists, and surrogates. It's written for those patriotic Americans who fear for our country and its future. America's unraveling. Our founding and history are under assault. Our families and faiths are being degraded. Individualism has been substituted for groupism. Colorblindness is now said to be racist. Capitalism and prosperity are being devoured by economic socialism and climate change fanaticism. Classrooms have become indoctrination mills for racism, segregation, bigotry and sexual perversion. And teachers' unions are hostile to parental involvement in critical decisions about the health and welfare of their children. In America, free speech and academic freedom are shrinking, and the police state is growing, as it's monitoring and spying on citizens. The government is banning and regulating more and more household products, from incandescent light bulbs to dishwashers. While creating shortages and driving up costs of others, crime is out of control in our streets, public transportation and schools, while police budgets are slashed and many prosecutors are, and judges coddle violent criminals. Our borders are wide open to millions of foreigners who seek entry into the country as drug and criminal cartels ship killer drugs into our country by the tons And brutalize migrants by using them as indentured servants and sex slaves. And the list goes on. The Democrat Party is responsible for most of this. And much more. It seeks to permanently control our governmental institutions. Just as it dominates our cultural entities. From the media to academia. Entertainment to science. Seeks to delegitimize and eviscerate the Constitution, including the Bill of Rights, the Electoral College, the Supreme Court, separation of powers, etc., which obstructs its ideological designs. It abuses the rule of law by targeting its political opponents for harassment, investigation, prosecution, and even imprisonment. On October 30, 2008, when Barack Obama shouted to a crowd, that we are five days away from fundamentally transforming the United States of America. He was not kidding. On May 14, 2008, when Michelle Obama pronounced that, we're going to have to change our conversation. We're going to have to change our traditions, our history. We're going to have to move into a different place as a nation. She meant it. The Obamas are not alone among Democrat Party apparatchiks and their contempt for this country. In fact, it is the rare top Democrat Party politician who regularly praises America and is sincere about it. They mostly trash talk the country, smear millions of its people. The examples are too numerous to catalog here, but it is a party that is built on the demands and propaganda of revolutionaries, demagogues, and malcontents, and has a horrifying history Of supporting the most contemptible causes including slavery segregation the Ku Klux Klan even lynchings indeed almost from the start the Democrat Party rejected the principles and values of the American experiment and today it is the home of another anti-American movement American Marxism with its various ideological appendages the Democrat Party ruling class elites and activists are united in this revolution As the title of this book declares, the Democrat Party hates America. Indeed, if you want to fundamentally transform something, you clearly do not love it or even like it. As I've explained on my radio show many times, if someone says, I wish I could fundamentally transform my spouse. If someone says, then you obviously don't love or like your spouse. But what, if you, but what if you do not want to fundamentally transform America? And you love our country. Then it's important to speak the truth about those who seek to impose their will on the rest of us. When dealing with such a dire threat to our freedom, society, and way of light, we cannot dodge our responsibilities as citizens. Especially in my case, when I have such, a lo- such large platforms to push back. It can be difficult and unpleasant to speak out and write a book such as this, given the predictable outrage and anger that will surely result from numerous individuals and quarters. Nonetheless, the time is late and the cause is too important to self-censor. So let us step back and examine what is taking place in the central role of the Democrat Party. Now, I'm not going to sit here and read all ninety-two to 93,000 words. But those are the first handful of paragraphs that lead into the rest of that chapter. The Democrat Party and Authoritarianism. The other chapters, that's chapter one. Chapter two is anti-black racism and anti-Semitism. Chapter three is anti-white racism and anti-Semitism. Chapter four is Language and Thought Control. Chapter five is War on the American Citizen. Chapter six War on the Nuclear Family Chapter seven War on the Constitution and Chapter eight Stalin would be proud. Then there's the closing chapter of the epilogue. I hope you'll take a moment. Because this book is written for you. It's written for this audience specifically. You. My radio and TV audience. But Mark. But Mark. We already know these things. There's a lot of things in this book I doubt you do. But that's okay. Then be preachers. Then proselytize. Spread the word. Use the book. You're the new... Colonists. I want you to think back toward a time when this country was facing annihilation from the British crown. I want you to remember what I've told you before. That one third of the people in this country at the time, one third of the colonists and no more, Supported self-government. Supported representative government. Supported independence. I want you to remember that one-third opposed them. And supported the crown. In New England, too. But in one colony against another. Some of the colonies were perfectly happy selling cotton to the British crown. They wanted nothing to do with what was going on in Boston and Philadelphia. In one state in particular, half of those who fought in the Revolutionary War fought for the crown against their fellow colonists. About a third of the colonists who were, in fact, affected by the Revolutionary War, took no side. Two-thirds, therefore, were either against the Revolution or took no side. There are tens of millions of us, America, tens of millions of us, who need to support each other, I don't have all the answers. If I had all the answers, I wouldn't be in this business. I'd be a preacher or something else. But I don't have all the answers. But I do have a lot, a lot to offer you from history and economics, from philosophy. A lot. And the Democrat Party today is the greatest enemy we face in this country. The greatest enemy we face in this country. And I'll take all the sling and arrows, but I want you, the army of Levinites, to stand with me. Mark
1: Levin. We're giving you nothing but the best... The best of Mark Levin.
0: Five, six days of reporting in the media. Based on theories, based on expectations, and they were all wrong. This is why I don't do that. And they should know better, but people want clicks, people want viewers, people want ratings, and blah, 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 and my view is, why do you keep talking about stuff you don't know anything about? Well, we thought we heard pinging, and it's just... As I said, it was ghoulish. It didn't provide any information. These five poor souls died instantaneously, about 90 minutes into this trip, when this submersive blew up. They found five major pieces, large pieces, of the submersive on the bottom of the ocean. And the amount of pressure involved in that Horrific event, the blowing up of this vehicle. They're not going to find any bodies. They might find something here and there, but they're not going to find any bodies. It's a horrible thing. But that, in the end, is what happened. And then, remarkably, they found pieces of this vehicle 1,600 feet from the Titanic, of all places. They were down there to look at the Titanic, but good God. Guarantee they didn't expect to die next to the Titanic. There are people out there who will, you know, take chances. Of course, you take chance every time you're in an automobile, or across the street, or have surgery or whatever. But these are these are kind of controlled chances, as best as I can say it. But you have people who climb Mount Everest. There people who do this sort of thing, and so you won't find me among them. You won't find me among them. No, just not interested. But some people are. <clears throat> Every day that goes by, we learn two things. We learn that the Biden family is worth worse than any mob family in this country. Past or present. These are mobsters. They've used the power of government. They've used their positions. To enrich themselves. And then secondly we've learned of the massive cover that goes on in the government and the media. For the Bidens. And this is one of the reasons Donald Trump is under such vicious constant attack as would a DeSantis be and so forth, but nothing like Donald Trump. Some of you have probably heard a little bit of this today. Some of you may have heard none. Some of you may have heard everything. But you're going to hear everything from me. We had these FBI whistleblowers who testified in front of Congress the other week about how they had been brutalized, how their careers have been destroyed, how their names and reputations have been ruined by the FBI, by the Department of Justice, by the Biden administration, for coming forward about abuses of power, illegality, unethical activity, much related to the Biden family. The Democrats condemned each and every one of them, attacked them. We heard testimony yesterday from John Dorham, who I happen to like. I don't know him, but I was listening. And even he was stunned at how corrupt the Obama-Biden FBI was and is. How dishonest. How deceitful. He'd never seen anything like <clears throat> Excuse me. In his entire life, his career. The Russia hoax. This nation suffered through this. Year after year, the media handing itself Pulitzer Prizes. Media are a disgusting, tyrannical operation in this country that hides behind the First Amendment. They do the bidding of the Democrat Party. They do the bidding of the corrupt mob that's in the White House. IRS whistleblowers came forward. They were also attacked their careers ruined. Apparently, the only whistleblowers who are worth anything are the whistleblowers that go after Trump and Republicans. You're not even allowed to repeat their names. This will take a little while, but let's step into this, Mr. Producer. First, I want you to hear from the chairman of the House Ways and Means Committee. A little bit of a tough time here. It's Congressman Smith who uh, will be joining us tomorrow, perhaps. I want you to listen to Cut One Go.
3: Not one, but two IRS employees are blowing the whistle with evidence that the federal government is not treating taxpayers equally when enforcing tax laws. The whistleblowers were working on an investigation into Hunter Biden that opened in November of 2018, as an offshoot of a separate corporate investigation by the IRS. Let me emphasize, this was an investigation in the ordinary course of work at the IRS. It was not ordered by any individual, any chairman, or any political entity. The testimony we release today shows the IRS recommended charges against Hunter Biden that included attempt to evade or defeat tax, a felony, fraud or false statements, a felony, and willful failure to file returns, supply information, or pay tax. These tax crimes cover an estimated 2.2 million in unreported tax on global income streams to Mr. Biden and his associates from Ukraine, Romania, and China, totaling 17.3 million from 2014 to 2019. Mr. Biden personally received $8.3 Jeez. million. Dollars. Whistleblowers detail foreign payments to Mr. Biden, including 600. dollars and 64000 from the Chinese company State Energy HK. A large diamond worth $80,000 and a Porsche worth $142,000. These payments are just a fraction of the total, but they provide insight into a world of wealth and influence that no ordinary American would recognize.
0: The chairman of the House Ways and Means Committee today, now, what you think about this on top of what their chairman of the House Oversight Committee told us 10 or 12 days ago, Comer, about these shell corporations that were set up to receive millions and millions of dollars from the communist Chinese. You, you, you get your picture here now? It's a big deal. These are separate issues. And yet the same, the same family.
3: Cut to go whistleblowers claim the Biden Department of Justice is intervening and overstepping when it comes to the investigation of the President's son. Despite what whistleblowers described as a clear-cut case for tax liability on these payments, IRS investigators say they found themselves hamstrung internally. The testimony we have just released details a lack of U.S. attorney independence, recurring unjustified delays, unusual actions outside the normal course of any investigation, a lack of transparency across the investigation and prosecution teams, and bullying and threats from the defense counsel. This was a campaign of delay, divulge, and deny. Whistleblowers say reoccurring unjustified delays pervaded the investigation including and authenticating a WhatsApp message in which Hunter Biden demands payment from Chinese officials, noting that his father is in the room. The whistleblowers revealed IRS investigators... Hold
0: on, hold on, hold on there. Did you hear that? He's shaking down a Chinese government communist official for millions of dollars. And I'm going to read this to you a little later. Came out this afternoon. Threatening them, saying his father's sitting right next to him. Now, whether his father's sitting right next to him or not is something that needs to be investigated. But either way, again, using the Biden name, threatening this Chinese official. You better come up with the money. And the Department of Justice is aware of this. The FBI is aware of this. The Internal Revenue Service is aware of this. And they cover it up.
3: Go ahead. Told By U.S. Attorney Leslie Wolf that because the evidence would be found in the guest house of former Vice President Biden, quote, There is no way, close quotes, a search warrant for evidence would ever get approved.
0: You see that? We can't do this, says the U.S. Attorney. We'll never get a search warrant to search a facility on the vice president's property. That's the same Department of Justice, obviously. You're aware of this. That had no compunction about getting a search warrant against the former president's home over a document dispute. And they got the search warrant and they sent an FBI's armed SWAT team to the president's home. Go ahead.
3: These whistleblowers report they have faced almost immediate retaliation. They say they tried multiple times to sound the alarm internally at the IRS and raise concerns with the Department of Justice prosecution team. Their concerns were not given fair consideration. One of the whistleblowers was passed over for a position when he was more qualified than the candidate selected by IRS leadership. And roadblocks. Roadblocks have uh, appeared in the course of their other unrelated investigations. Now that they have testified to Congress, they have been removed from the investigation. These individuals... So they go to
0: Congress and they're removed from the investigation. Remember the whistleblower whose name could not be repeated? Who met with Adam Schiff's people, if not Adam Schiff? With the Perfectly fine phone call President Trump had with Zelensky. Remember that? And this so-called whistleblower was a Democrat. He'd worked for Biden. He'd worked for Brennan. He was a holdover. H.R. McMaster, stupidly, kept him on. He'd been suspected of leaking before. Had been removed from the White House. McMaster brought him back. That so-called whistleblower was protected by the media. Remember? Paul Sparing and a handful of others had the guts to mention who it was. If I could remember his name, I'd tell you. Doesn't matter. The point is, this endless disparate treatment, I am so sick of it. This punk, this Hunter Biden, this punk with the hookers, with the cocaine, With the gun, with his handling of the gun, not signing up as a foreign agent, this punk with his father, of course his father's going to support his son, because the son's been subsidizing the father. The hell do you think, all this money just going to Hunter? And Joe Biden is such a thorough psychopath, such a liar about what he knows and doesn't know. And this jerk, this, this Merrick Garland, this phony attorney general, is a mob lawyer.